theological source you want to use before that ever come to pass? Come on now, stay with me, don't go away. But he kept believing until. In fact, every time he walked up to somebody and said, my name is Abraham, he, he says, I am the father of many, and he didn't have any. <laughs> That's what Abraham means, the father of many. He kept his faith until. You know, in the word of God, somebody said, well, it wasn't that way with Jesus. Yes, it was. In the Word of God, some people got it immediately. Some people began to amend from that hour. And it didn't tell us how long it was before they was completely well. Some began to amend from that hour. Some were healed instantly. And some got it as they went. You know? But everybody, some people try to say, well, oh, man, if you have faith, it's going to happen right now. No, well, did it happen with, under Jesus' ministry with the people getting healed? Did, did all of it happen immediately? Some of it did. How many of you have had things you believe in God for, and some of them happened immediately, but others, you had to, it was until. You had to hold on until. You held on until. See, we got to get in the until club. Hello, Peter, now, Peter got his answer the same day. Remember, uh, Jesus used his boat, and he told him, go out there and get you some more fish. He said, well, you know, he went out, I ain't going to tell you the story. He went out there, and he got his the same day. But what I'm trying to get a hold of you is that if you will, the, the, the deal is to say believing God until it happens, whether it's now or next week or next year. You keep your confession of faith. Hello. I've been there. I've had confession of faith and been there many times. And I've seen it happen immediately and I've seen it take quite a while. You know, somebody said, well, why doesn't God make it happen all the time? Just boom, like that. Well... You know, God is not moved by our emotions, our tears. He's only moved by our faith. Sometimes, some people, their faith level is not at the level to receive right then. Do you realize your faith is just like a muscle in your body? If you're going to pick up a, a large amount of weight, you have to start out small and grow. Your faith has to do the same thing. You know, there's some people trying to believe God for $1,000 when they only got dollar faith. Oh, y'all looking at me so funny now, aren't you? <laughs> but it's the truth. It's the truth. You see, when God sees our faith, then we will see his promises come to pass in our lives. God gets excited when he sees somebody that steadily 
and consistently continues believing him until, until. Turn to your neighbor and say, until. You see, sometimes somebody, some people's faith is not at that level. Then do you realize that when you are believing God for some things or something, that God has, if there's other people involved, God has to get them in the correct position. Come on now. That's just the way it is. And then we're believing God for things and sometimes circumstances have to line up for us to receive what we're believing God for. The key attitude here, now stay with this, the key attitude is we keep believing until we see it. I got, I mean, I got several different ways of teaching this. I got another way of teaching it. Uh, say it till you see it. It's just a different way of beginning. To, you, you, you teach faith. Different people teach faith different ways because, you know, uh, one person gets it when you teach it this way. Then you turn around and you teach it another way and somebody get it when you teach it that way. You know, uh, everybody sees everything differently. Everybody hears differently. After I spoke tonight, if we ask everybody in this audience to write a synopsis of what I said, there would be, ever how many people are in here, that's how many different ideas there would be. Because, see, everybody's at a different level. Everybody has different problems. So as you hear me speak... As the, as the word of God comes forth to you, it speaks to you in that area where it speaks to somebody else over here. Come on now. See, that's why, you know, every time you hear somebody speak, say, oh, I heard, I've heard faith before. No, you need to hear it again because, you see, you were in a different position when you heard it that time. You're in a different place when you hear it this time. You know... <laughs> It's it's really unusual to me. People will come up and, you know, they say, oh, I heard that before. And they didn't get anything this time because they didn't listen. But when they heard it this time, they were in this position. Now they're in this position. So it will minister to them even different. Let me ask you this question. How many of you have read a portion of the Word of God and it ministered to you there? You went back. Uh, a month or two later, maybe six months later, read the same portion of scripture and it ministered to you in an entirely different way because you were in a different position, both in the natural and spiritual. Hello. All right. I hope everybody's getting what I'm talking about. Isaac didn't quit until he became very prosperous. Go to Genesis 26, 13. I'm going to read this from the, NI, uh, the, the King James, New King James, also from the Darby, also from the English Standard Version. I'm going to read this same portion of Scripture. Genesis 26, 13. Genesis is the first book of the Pentateuch. It is the first book of the Bible. 
If you didn't know it, the first five books of the Bible are called the Pentateuch. All right? And if you didn't know it, Deuteronomy is nothing but a synopsis of what happened in the first four books. Give you a little uh, bibliology lesson here. See, we take that in Bible school. When I was in school, Bible school, you know, that was one of the subjects, bibliology. All right, here we go. The man became to, began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Talking about that, Isaac. The Darby translation says, And the man became great, and he, be, and he became continually greater until he was very great. Don't you notice that word until there? The English Standard says, And the man became rich and gained more and more and more until he became very wealthy. Now, the Bible does not tell us how long a period of time that we're talking about in this verse. It could have been a year. It could have been two years. It could have been many years. I don't know. The important part that you need to get a hold of is that he continued until... He continued until. The point is, he didn't quit until he reached his goal. He became very great. See, we must decide to believe until we see the promises of God come to pass. Not just for a certain time frame. You know, many people believe until uh, as long as they're excited and after that, they don't know whether they want it to happen or not. See, you, 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 it's not until some obstacle comes along, opposition comes along. You cannot start confessing and believing God for something that opposition won't show up. To try to get you from your confession of faith. You know, some people, as long as they feel, they feel like it, they're making a confession of faith. You know, you see them one day, oh, boy, they're excited. They're making a confession. Oh, praise God, hallelujah, glory to God. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And then you see them two days later. Mm. What's the matter? Well, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Maybe you've been there, done that. Well, now you've changed, though. See, some people are ready to confess as long as they feel like it. No, you confess the promises of God until, until it happens. We continue until we see it come to pass. We can't let something cause us to lose our confession of faith because there is a delay. You know, we can... Because we don't see it happen immediately, we quit confessing. Now, 
Lynette and I, and this team, Rich and the team here, they knows. For 10 years, every time I prayed over my food, and that was at least twice a day, we confessed the airplane is paid off. Hey, right, guys? I mean, they've been there when we've done it. When we would get, we pray every time before that plane leaves the ground, we pray. And I would confess it. I kept confessing it. But I didn't let go. Now, I'm going to show you on something here that it's going to help you. Now, we're in a crusade. I forget where we were. Anyway, she's the CFO. Financial chief, and, and, and you don't you don't spend a, a penny unless you got an LH on that on that work order. Well, you or purchase that purchase order. Is that right, Kurt? <laughs> he go for. In fact, I, I when those maintenance guys down there, I tell them, I say, hey, if you go out, if you go to put this on the bill and you don't have a purchase order for it, we'll take it out of your paycheck. That's just how strict we are. And so she had called in the office. And I mean, while we're we're on crusade, she still has to go work with the county. And uh, Bonnie told her, said, well, Miss Lynette, this was March. What? It was two years ago, I believe now. I believe it was two years ago, March. Said, when we make the payment, the payment in April, we will pay off the plane. It'll be paid off. And so, you know, we sort of wondered about this, and and we often crusade, and she she is getting ready for her services, and she is praying, and she said, "Now, Lord, we we've been confessing this for ten years that this plane is got paid off, and we expected it to be done before this. We expected somebody to give a large amount or something, and the Lord said to her, said." Have you ever not had the money to make the payment? No. Have you ever been late with the payment? No. Then he said something that's revolutionary to me. He said, if you hadn't kept up your confession of faith, the finances wouldn't have been there for the payment. Did that open anybody's eyes? How many of you have been confessing something yet... You got it. The money's there every month. What, what are you talking about? But you confessing it is paid off. And, and the Lord, he said, he said, your confession, and this is what I'm talking about, until. Confess it until you see it happen. That's what he's talking about. He said, your confession of faith brought the money there every month to pay that plane off. If you hadn't have made that confession of faith, it wouldn't have been there. And that's what I'm talking about. You stay with it until. You got to remember something. Remember Daniel prayed. And when the messenger from God finally got to him. He said to him. He said I was dispatched the first day you prayed. But your continual praying. Caused me to be able to win the battle and get here. Anybody remember reading that over in the book of Daniel? I got five people raise their hand. The rest of you need to go read that over in Daniel. <laughs> See, until 
confess it until. So tonight, you guys need to join. If you're not there, you need to join the until club. Just keep saying it. Keep saying it. See, you've got to hold on to your confidence. Until you receive the promises. See, uh, Hebrews 10.35. Hebrews 10.35, New King James. Hebrews 10.35, New King James. Okay? Hebrews 10.35. See, I watch these people on the front row that are turning in their Bible. When they get there, then I'm... Because I'm, I know you people that are on those, those uh, devices, you can get there quick. But once these people find it on the front row... Then I, 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 I can go, see, because they, they, all right, I see them. They got it. Now, here we go. <laughs> Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance. Uh-oh. I want it now. No. You have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. He tells us here to hold on our, to our confidence until God performs it. That's what he's saying. We must endure and hold on. You know, we, we kept saying it every day for 10 years, at least twice a day, sometimes more, at least twice a day. The airplane's paid off. You know what the name of the airplane is? It's the call the Jesus bird. <laughs> right, guys? We were, where were we in Botswana? Was that where we were? Yeah. And we went on this little uh, excursion. Uh, we, were, we were at a little resort. All the, uh, we were there in Africa and, and all the Raymond missionaries and had come together at this place for for a few days, and so we, in the afternoon we went on this little river cruise, see the hippos and so forth. And you saw these birds; they're walking across the top of the water, and they said they call them Jesus birds because people say they're walking on the water, but they know where the plants are that are growing up underneath, and they're walking on those. That's what the guy told us, right, guys? So I said, that's what we're going to call our airplane, the Jesus bird. So that's what we call, that's all we call the airplane is the Jesus bird. What got me off on that? <laughs> we, we did that every day for 10 years, twice a day. Called the airplane, paid off. Called the Rima aircraft, paid off in Jesus' name. But you see... I joined the Until Club many, 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 many years ago. I, I grew up with the man that they say was the father of the modern day faith. I grew up with him. I grew up in his house. And, and, and I know that you're going to have to keep saying it and keep holding on to it until it happens. You know, I have people, well, you know, not a whole lot, but I had a guy come up to me and he said, you're not teaching it like your daddy taught it. I know Brother Hagin, he, it was this and it was this. And he just kept saying all that. And I looked at him and I said, you're wrong. I know I'm not. I heard the tape and I read the book and I know this is what he believed. I said, he didn't either. <laughs> he said, I know better. I said, let me ask you a question. 
Did you live in his house? No. Do you have his DNA flowing in your veins? No. Then I want to tell you a little secret, man. I am his son. And I lived in his house from the time I was born till I left. And I said, I want to tell you what, you're off base. You are taking what he said here and what he said here and what he said here and putting it all together and coming up with this concocted idea when at one time he's talking about this subject and another time he's talking about this subject and they're two different things. You can't. I said, you ever, you ever looked at a mountain? Oh, yeah. I said, do you realize that it looks different from one side from the other, the other side? I said, he was teaching from one side over here when he was dealing with this and he was teaching from this when he was dealing with this and you put it all together and you got a mess made out of it. He said, I don't care. This is what I believe and this is what I know that he believed. And I said, I know what he believed. You think you know. Bye. (laughs) And I know and I learned from him to hold on to your confession of faith. No matter what any, I mean, people come up to us and say, Brother Hagin, what do you think? So-and-so said this. What do you think? What do you think about this? And Rich will tell you, he traveled with him all, all them years. And the, hit, the first response always out of his mouth is, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? What do you think about somebody? They, they, didn't, they didn't get healed right off the bat. Well, what does the Bible say? Oh, what do you mean? Well, doesn't the Bible say that some was healed instantly and some received as as they went and some began to amend from that hour? It doesn't tell us how long it was when they went before they got it. It doesn't tell us how many hours went by before they got it. Hello? I'm going to tell you what. You, you talk to the guy that got it instantly and the guy that got it a- after a while and both of them are excited. What I'm trying to get across to you tonight is the fact that we need to realize that the the psalmist, he continued to call out to God until the calamities passed. Look at that. In verse 2 he says, I will cry out to God most high, to the God who performs all things. He said, I will make. In first verse, I will make him my refuge until these things pass. The psalmist was saying that when you're in trouble, call on God and be consistent with it and keep calling on him or keep believing is what we would say until it happens. Now, here's the way you can tell if you've let your confidence go. Okay? When you no longer say what God says. You've let your confidence slip. When you no longer call on God for help and you're not enduring. You know, a lot of people start calling on God and when it doesn't happen when they think it should, then they go see if Uncle John will help them out. Hello. You've lost your confidence when your mouth is no longer engaged in quoting the promises of God. It's not, I'll continue until 
everything's going right. I'll continue until I don't feel like it. No, I continue until I see it happen. You know, I continue to say a lot of things in faith. Continue. Every day, I say certain things in faith. Until I see them come to pass. You know, we have an example of a woman in the Word of God that didn't throw confidence away. She kept on until she got what she wanted. Matthew 15. Matthew 15. And I still got 15 minutes, guys. Matthew 15. Well, y'all turn in there. The reason I try to get people out if I start at 7, unless God comes in and takes over, and then we'll go a different direction, is the fact that I know that kids got to go to school, and people got to go to work, and people have to get up early. And, and you know, uh, somebody said... Uh, you know, they say, I, I say you don't have to stay in church all night to get something. Some people say God moves better after midnight. No, he doesn't. It's just you got so tired you quit fighting against it. And, <laughs> and then you yielded to the Spirit. <laughs> all right, everybody found Matthew fifteen twenty one. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, O son of David. My daughter is severely demon possessed, but he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, said, send her away for she cries after us. And he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost, lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. But he answered again, said, it's not good to take the children's bed and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, yes, Lord, yeah, yes, Lord, yeah, even the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that hour. Okay? Now, she didn't quit. She kept on until she got what she wanted. See, even when he, even when, uh, he didn't answer her. See, at first, he didn't even pay attention to her. He didn't answer. See, most people would have got offended at that and left. She didn't. And then when he told her she wasn't entitled to it, said, I've only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. See, she wasn't a part of that house. You know, most people would have packed it in right there. Then they go. And then, for sure, when she got called a dog, For sure right there then, they would have been calling every ACLU lawyer and everybody else. They would, and she would have got a protest started. But you know what? That didn't even deter. She kept on until she got what she wanted. The issue is we continue speaking the promise until we see it come to pass. How many of you are ready to join the until club? How do you join the until club? With your voice. 
with your voice. You just keep praising God until it happens. With your voice, you say, I, can't, I will not be defeated and I will not quit. I got a book back there called, I Cannot Be Defeated and I Will Not Quit. That's been sort of, that's sort of my motto I live by. It's sort of the, it's sort of a Hagen motto, but it's sort of motto. I, you know, it, it's, if you go over to our gym on the running track, it's there. And actually it's in when you come in the front door. I will not be defeated and I will not quit. You know what? There are many people that have been defeated by the devil because they quit. There are many people that have been right on the verge of their promise coming to pass. And they say, well, I guess it's not going to happen. When you do that, you lost all of the years or days or months or weeks that you have been confessing the word of God. It just all went down the drain right there. And you're back to square one. And you're almost to the top. I want to encourage you tonight. To keep speaking the promises of God until. Keep speaking the promises of God until. That's, if, you can get, if I can get you to get a hold of that. I live my life that way. I, I grew up with that. With my dad. I watched him do it all, all of his life. I grew up with it. You can see the promises of God. Some people say, well, I'd like to have faith like Brother Hagin had, or I'd like to have faith like this one. Hey, look at, look at what they're doing. Look at their life. It, they, they, they keep confessing the Word of God until nothing, nothing stops them. I mean, I don't know how many times I can't count them that growing up, opposition would come, and I'd hear it come out of my dad's mouth. Just another opportunity to prove God's word works. And he'd start confessing the word of God. We'll talk more about this later. I'll tell you more about, uh, about our life and so forth and so on. But ha- anybody get anything out of this tonight? Did I help anybody? Hallelujah. Everybody stand up. You've been sitting a while. See, it's about it right now. It's, it's, it's 8.54 right now. So see... Hallelujah. Glory to God.